0: I know my mom taught me that I figured why we fool around So little And we keep track of time Being so serious Idiots Thinking it will matter Keep me company downtown Before, Before the, the clock runs out Sun is shining But the rain is, is welcome to. too Friends are nearby Don't, don't need another view. view Time is not on my mind But, but then it's you chill. Oh Things must pass. Come on! I'm not not gonna gonna wake wake up, wake up. up. I'm not ready, let me have another day. Welcome back to Roller Coasting. Or if this is your first time tuning in, then hi and welcome to Roller Coasting. I'm your host, Megano, and this is episode number 11. What is that funny saying? Bingo's like two skinny legs or something like that. Anyway, how are we all doing. It's currently Monday, but I know when you're listening to it, it will be Wednesday. Do you know when I was young and I couldn't spell Wednesday? That's how I would say it. Wed-nes-day. And it becomes a lot easier to spell. If any of you are struggling with that. Um but yeah, I am fine. I'm no. Let me take that back. I'm good. I'm really good. But I did wake up feeling like utter good. Garbage this morning, and I think I'm probably getting a wee cold. But the weird thing is, I don't have like a cough or anything. I do sneeze, I've been sneezing a bit, but this morning I just felt pure bleh. But I had like a brocca and a bath, and I feel a bit better, to be honest. Anyway, that's not what we're here for, no. So, my roller coaster riders, this week's episode is going to be I'm not sure the word, I wouldn't say like it's pure serious, but it's more like more informative i guess Uh, this episode as you can see from the title is called gut wrenching stuff and it's going to be all about my experience of having ibs irritable bowel syndrome if you don't know what that is and having like food intolerances basically having a wee sensitive stomach that's what this week's episode is going to be about so just a wee trigger warning if you're not into like toilet talk which unfortunately there's going to be a lot of if you're not into that kind of thing or like listening to like kind of I suppose medical stuff I don't know then this episode probably isn't going to be for you so absolutely no hard feelings you can skip this one but you better come back next week or now that that will cause hard feelings if you don't so, I wasn't too sure how to do this episode, but I've decided I'm not going to make it a QA because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a professional, I don't actually know what I'm talking about. That's me trying to be Sophia and here but I'm really shit at accents, so you probably didn't get that. But yeah, I don't want to start like answering people's questions and like giving advice and stuff like that because I'm not, like, I am not in a position of knowledge to do that. So, I thought I'm just kind of going to go through the story of me. An IBS yeah and if any of you know me or even if any of you just follow me on any other platforms like Instagram YouTube you will know that IBS is kind of became my one personality trait and let me explain why I think I bang on about it so much and I'm so open about it because it is unfortunately something that can cause you like a bit of embarrassment and you feel a bit like shameful about and it is something that affects your everyday life if you have it so I think it's my way of like dealing with it and it's kind of like my coping mechanism I suppose for me just to talk about it all the time and I do think it's something that isn't really talked about a lot and like totally fair enough because as i said it is kind of embarrassing although it shouldn't be and it is obviously quite private information like some people just aren't comfortable talking about that kind of thing and absolutely fair enough sometimes i wish i was i was less comfortable talking i think the problem is i'm missing like an embarrassment filter like when god made me he didn't give me an embarrassed filter and that's why i'm just a big open book. But anyway as i said it's something i do feel quite comfortable and fine talking about and i have spoken about it a bit before on in instagram and youtube and it's honestly like one of my most asked questions is things about like food intolerances and ibs and some people say that me talking about it makes them feel better and look if that's the case then i'm here to yada 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 away and i thought that's why i would do a wee episode on it today so like I said, this is just my experience. Don't come for me if you have IBS and your yours is different or don't come for me if this doesn't match what you see in Google or you hear from the doctor. This is just my experience and my experience only. So let's go. Let's start with how I knew something was up or what was my reasoning and when did I decide to go to the toilet and like get this scene to. So I feel like for as long as I can remember, I've never like had a, a good routine with the toilet. And obviously i mean in number twos here, not number ones. Or a shit, if you're not familiar with the number terminology. So as long as I can remember, like my whole adult or teenage life, I always like struggled with doing number twos like I either would go too often and they would be like loosey-goosey or (laughs) I wouldn't go enough and it was like causing my stomach so much pain like I was constipated so that's been that's been my whole life for as long as I can remember but it was nothing ever unbearable and funnily enough my dad said when I was a baby like when he had to change my napping stuff or even when I was like a wee girl like five six seven he said that I was always like crying in pain because my tummy was so sore or I'd really really struggle to go to the toilet like he said that just to like tense so hard that like my veins would pop out in my head so he said like for for he thinks he reckons since I was a wee baby since I was born I've just had like a dodgy gut but I'd say it got like bad to the point where I was like nah there's something up and I need i need to deal with this i'd say in 2019 because that was a year before the pandemic so it kind of started right i worked at be inspired at the time so i worked in an office and you know how there's just like a common theme where people only really feel comfortable doing a number two in their own house like you don't really like doing it in your boyfriend's house your friend's house a public toilet work that just seems to be a common theme or you get the odd person who just literally could not give a shit but I was one of those people and I didn't what I didn't know at the time IBS onto that it was so bad like see honestly if you have IBS or if you have any like food intolerances tummy issues you will know that sometimes when you go to the toilet you just don't know what to expect and honestly there's sometimes it smells like someone has physically died in that toilet or there is something dead and mutating in that toilet so the thought of doing that and work Is like, no, an absolute no go. And also, like, sometimes people be like, oh, what's that smell? Like, see, if it was me, I'd just be like, someone's got an upset tummy, or somebody's just done the toilet. We're all human. We all do the same thing. I hate to break it to you all, but sometimes people are like, and it just makes it so much worse. So I always remember just sitting in work, like holding the toilet in, which is so bad, by the way. Don't do that. Literally, just give you, like, trapped wind and all that but I always would sit like oh my god oh my god oh my god like I need to finish work and there was one time we got a peppies right so peppies is kind of like nando's like peri chicken saucy peri chicken we got that and I only had five chicken wings I can remember it because I was going to um I was going on holiday soon I didn't want to eat like chips and stuff I was trying to be like healthy so I ate five chicken wings and oh my god this was like almost instant like 20 minutes had passed and there was Beads of sweat dripping off my forehead. My tummy was like making really loud like noises. Like it was, it, it people could hear it. And I was like, oh my God, I, I just knew this was going to be bad. And I sat for so long. I tried and tried and tried. I was like, surely I can see this. Four more hours to a finish, but no. I went to the toilet and I actually was in so much pain. Like it took my breath away. I was like, like I felt like I was like wounded. Like I genuinely was sitting like leaning on my knees on the pan. I was in so much pain. I will, I'll spare you the details of the outcome of that. But I was there for a long, long time. And I knew, I thought this can't be right. Like everybody in this full office has ate this pepe's and has ate a lot more than me. And I'm like fucked. Like that pepe's has fucked me. Then another thing that I can like really remember and thinking right something's up so I went to Ibiza that year with the girls and I remember from the minute I got there like I do get nervous tummies and I don't know if that's anything to do with IBS or it's just like a common thing but like anything like flying or going on a train or just anything like that gives me a nervous tummy and I think it's because I'm worried about the whole toilet scenario like who wants to do a number two on a plane nobody but anyway I get to Ibiza and I remember like from the minute I got there my tummy was just like gone and I was like oh my god like I have to go out tonight like what am I going to do and all my friends like because I was open with it about my friends this was before I knew anything was wrong I just thought like it was just kind of like a thing where everyone knew I had a dodgy tummy. And I literally had to take... I remember I took, like, four Imodium within the space of an hour because nothing was stopping. So Imodium, if you've been lucky enough to never have to use it, is, like, a wee, like, tablet thing that, like, melts in your tongue and is supposed to stop diarrhoea. I take those well more than you should but anyway this night i was like i don't know how i'm gonna go out like this is so bad and like everyone was so buzzing and getting drunk and i was like worried to drink because i was like oh my god is this going to make it even worse like it was just already ruining my holiday and i'd literally just got there but anyway i took like four of modium and eventually that done the trick but then on the flip side of that it can stop you from doing the toilet for days obviously because it's put like a stop in your tummy so that's what happened and then Bearing in mind I'm wearing a bikini every single day, going to Ocean Beach, like do you know what I mean? Like you're wanting you're wearing me like skimpy outfits, and my belly looked like I was carrying triplets. It was rock solid, a big ball, so much pain. So then on the flip side, I'm trying to like reverse that. And I started taking like anti-constipation tablets to try and make me do the toilet. And they just weren't working, like nothing was working and everyone was like, have you went to the toilet yet? Like every day I'd wake up, like still nothing, still not been. So then one night we go to, this is like our fourth night, I'm sure. So four, four out of five nights, second last night, um, we go to, what's it called again? DC 10, which is a big club in Ibiza, right? DC 10, oh my God. I don't know if they'll change things after COVID, but it is... Packed like sardines, that I'm telling you, it takes so long to get in. When you're finally in, it takes so long to move through this like sea of people. So we're all in DC10, it's like ridiculously uncomfortably busy, right? We're all finally got our spot, and everyone's like, right, we're relaxed, we're fine with this spot, let's just stay here. So we're dancing about, and I'm like sweating, and I thought it was just because I was so warm and there were so many people, and I was in Ibiza, like, I thought it was perfectly normal to be sweating. But then I was like, oh, and I'm I'm drunk. I was steaming at this point, right? But I was like, oh, something's not good at all. And I actually swear over the very, very loud <laughs> techno music that's playing. I could hear my belly. I could hear that noise. And I was like, shit. And I, I honestly mean within like a split second, I thought I am going to shit myself I I am genuinely going to shit myself I was wearing like this mad blue butterfly outfit it was just pants so there you know there was no hiding it if that was to happen I thought oh my god I'm like frantically saying to my friends does anyone need a toilet does anyone need a toilet everyone's like nah like just like drunk enjoying themselves not planning on moving I was like this is this is actually code red and I was really starting to panic my eyes were filling up with tears I actually imagine. So eventually I managed to convince Neve to come to the toilet. It took us easily 20 minutes to get to the toilet because trying to squeeze past people, people are not for moving, nobody wants to let you by. We finally get to the toilet and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I actually felt like, I, I was like, I was like this, like just so in a state of panic. The queue is so long and people are just going into the toilet to do whatever they're doing and the toilet's in Ibufa. I feel like not very many people were going to actually use the toilet. So I felt like, you know, hate to prioritise myself, but I feel like I was the only one in that queue who really, really, really needed the toilet. So I'm standing and a lot of people were like Spanish, so they couldn't even understand me when I was saying, can I please skip you? And I wasn't just going to walk in front of everyone because someone could have like punched me, lamped me. That'd have been even worse. So I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It got to the point where I thought, this is it. I remember generally saying to myself and saying to Neve, I am going to shit myself and there's nothing I can do about it. I I just thought, I I literally throw my hands up. I surrender. This is going to happen and I'm just going to need to take it on the chin. Luckily, a cubicle door flies open and I ran in. And I mean, I made this by the skin of my teeth. Like, I, I cannot tell you how close this was. And then I literally just sat on the toilet pan for ages like I don't even know how long I just sat there and I was I was crying I was thinking what am I going to do like what if this happens again do I just sit in here all night do I tell neve to go back into the crowd I just thought oh my god and it was then I realized like no, something is up but like, this is not normal this does not happen to other people something seriously must be wrong so things continued like that for a good while, and when it but when I got back from my beef, I thought this is it. like I need to go to the doctors. So I went to the doctors. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like my experience with this whole process was really back and forth, and like there was points where I just gave up with it, and then points, I felt like I had to do it again because I was in so much pain. So I went to the doctors initially, and they were just kind of like, mm, try cutting out bread." So then I'd go and I'd try to cut out bread for like two days. But see, because you've not been given like a definite answer, like right, you are intolerant to bread. You're like, this is just a waste of time. So I kept like half arsed in it and I didn't ever really get to the root of the problem. So I was back and forth at the doctors and like, I honestly was just starting to be in more and more pain. Like, I think people think, oh, the bad thing about IBS is the bloating because it doesn't make you look nice and people think, oh, imagine like wearing a wee dress and being bloated. I can tell you the worst part about it all is the stomach cramps. Like they are so, so sore, like literally doubled over in pain. Oh, It's it's honestly so, so bad. Your stomach feels like tender and like even just to touch it, it feels like it's bruised. It's just so, so bad. So anyway, I was back and forth and it, it took a long time. It took a good don't even know how long. I'd say for me, probably a good eight, nine months for the doctors to say, right, it seems like you've got IBS. Now, some people say to me, did you have to do like a poo sample? And I actually didn't. Now, whether or not that means that I'm not like properly diagnosed, I don't know because in my doctor's surgery, there's like loads of different doctors and I go to a different one every time and they all know I have IBS. So it's obviously on my record somewhere, but no, I actually didn't do... That sample and kind of thank God. I mean, I do. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. Plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash acast and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If I had to, but that just seems a bit yucky. And um, but yeah that's when I got told I had IBS so I was aware of it and they tell you like you get this thing called like the FOD, food map, FODMAP diet so there's like loads of food that you should avoid like typically avoid if you have IBS and when I got handed this list I thought are you being serious it's so long actually everything is on that list So again I didn't ever really put it into practice like I started to avoid some things like peppies. and I started to avoid like really spicy foods oily foods greasy foods I knew that these things were just like instantly upsetting my tummy it was like my tummy just was not processing that properly but I didn't like really feel any better for it like it just kind of stopped me having like instant diarrhea but I still felt shit I still had such a sore tummy I was feeling constantly tired I was constantly bloated I still had issues going to the toilet so the next thing I'd done actually in work I was always like talking about it and sometimes I'd been so much pain I had to get sent home and like there was times where I was literally like driving to work or driving home from work and floods of tears thinking, I'm not going to make it to the toilet. Like, I'm about to shit myself. Like, it was so, so bad. And I became like really... Open about it and work. Obviously, they all knew that I'd been told I have IBS. And the boy I sat next to, like, we got on really well. We were quite close. And he had a joke, like, he had a wee sign and it said, like, shitey arse. And it wasn't bad because, like, I laughed about it and it was funny. But I kind of felt a wee bit better because I was like, right, everyone knows about it. Now, if the toilet is stinky, nobody's going to, like, dig me up on it because there's an actual real issue here. So, anyway, but things weren't getting any better. And I was constantly moaning about it. I was constantly in pain. And the people in my work were like, "Why don't you pay to go to like a private nutritionist, and maybe they'll be able to give you more information on like what actual foods—oops, oh, sorry—that are going to really upset your tummy?" So for a while, I was like, "But why would I do that?" Like, I have a doctor. Blah blah. blah. But then eventually, I just booked it because I was like, "Ah." Uh, I was at like breaking point I thought I, ca- I actually can't live like this anymore like I was actually getting scared to go on nights out and if I did go on nights out like my night was ruined because I couldn't leave the toilet I didn't like staying at calms like things like that were becoming like a chore and a task and I was like no this is this is no way to live like I'm literally like what was I 21 or something I was like, I can't live like this so I booked a private nutritionist and honestly, guys. I think he, I deserve a wee thanks off this man. So it's called Fit Scotland, and it's in town, like in Glasgow. And it was like sixty pound, I'm sure, at the time. You go, and this guy like has this big machine. It looks like something from like the 1920s. Like this this thing needs a wee oh, a wee iOS update or something. So it's this big, massive machine that has all these different buttons on it, and there's this wee like prodding thing, like something you'd see in chemistry or physics he prods your finger now it should be pain free but I'm a wimp I have a low pain tolerance so it actually does hurt me and he just like prods your finger and it's kind of like makes me zapping noises and for whatever these buttons do and whatever this really intelligent guy knows he can then tell you what your body is really intolerant to a bit intolerant to or fine with It's it's mind blowing science honestly so I go there I pay my 60 pound i get it done and he was like so there's just two there's two things and i was like two things oh my god amazing compared to that big fodmap list two things easy days he's like you are intolerant to gluten and dairy and i was like say what that's not two things that's like two billion things that's bread that's pasta that's cakes that's chocolate that's milk that's yogurt that's absolutely everything under the sun so I was like oh my god and he like gave me a list of all the things and guys this list was like bigger than the FODMAP list he gave me a list and he said remember your FODMAP foods and I thought oh my god I cried so much I got out the appointment I phoned mum and dad I phoned Calm and I was like sobbing down the phone I was like my life will never be the same again now I know how dramatic that sounds like god god forbid you're crying about food right but at the time it was like a lot of information to process do you know what Calm said do you know what Calm's reply was on the phone well who am I going to go for brunch with now I was like I am so so terribly sorry that you are worried about your Saturday morning brunches I've just been told I can't eat any of this stuff but what the guy did say god I can't even remember his name now that's a shame let's call him Chris what Chris did say but I was too like upset and emotional to process was he said I advise you cut all of this out like literally don't have a single bit of it for I can't remember how long he said maybe like a few months or something or, or a year I can't remember but he said cut it all out and then once you've noticed the difference once your tummy's feeling better once the bloating's all gone etc you can start to slowly introduce small amounts back into your diet and that's going to like build up a tolerance again but I wasn't listening to this at all I was just like in my head like oh my god I can't go in Ando's anymore I can't go to McDonald's anymore I can't eat cakes anymore I was just thinking of all the negatives instead of listening to this very intelligent man but anyway i cut it all out and then the pandemic happened and that kind of came at good timing for this whole thing because obviously i wasn't going out to restaurants and i wasn't going on nights out and stuff so i actually did manage to cut everything out i was shopping in the free from oil which by the way rip-off central like do you seriously think as that morrison's sainsbury's all you lot with these free for miles do you seriously think that i choose not to be eating normal bread because see gluten-free bread it tastes of ass i don't want to eat that and i'll tell you what i don't want to pay five times the price of the nice taste and stuff honestly it's an absolute joke but anyway i'm eating all my gluten-free dairy-free stuff and see if anyone's in this position. See at the start, you're gonna feel like the whole world is against you. I honestly sat in my room like, why me? Like all oh, my friends can eat whatever they want, and I can't. Like woe is me. Like, I really had a lot of self pity. Like, I'd see my family eating whatever they wanted, and I had my special vegan galaxy chocolate while we'll sale had normal galaxy chocolate. But I did manage and what I will say is see when you start to feel better because I suddenly could go to the toilet like a normal person. I wasn't bloated anymore. I wasn't in pain every single day once you start like reaping the benefits it actually becomes quite easy to stick to like this new diet so i done it and I felt amazing for it like the difference in my tummy was wild the difference in how I felt was crazy I had more energy I wasn't as tired I wasn't in pain I wasn't in like embarrassing toilet situations so I honestly felt amazing like things were really really good it really did pay off fast forward a wee bit and after a long, dreadful, depressing lockdown, things start to open up and you could go out for dinner, you could go out for drinks, blah, blah. And then I started to realise that the way I was eating and being really, really good at, like, watching no dairy, no gluten, blah, 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 I thought, this isn't maintainable. Like, see going to a restaurant and having to say, do you have a gluten free menu? They come over with this, like, big file and, like, this big book saying, like be like I don't know their policies and all that and then they're really like anal about you making sure you don't eat anything with gluten in it because then like they're to blame kind of thing it's just like such a hassle and I feel do you know what I feel really bad for anyone who's celiac because celiac is when it's like dangerous to eat gluten whereas if I eat it I'm just going to get the shits in my sore tummy and be bloated so I feel terrible for the people who are celiac I did get tested for that and thankfully it was fine. Um, but yeah, I started to think like I can't really keep this up. And like once I've had a drink in me, if I want a pizza, I'm getting a pizza. Do you know what I mean? So I uh, then kind of had like a whole slip up again because I didn't do what Chris, if that's his name, told me to do. Like I wasn't introducing small amounts. I just went like wild again Like I was having like a gluten and dairy purge again and then my stomach was like right back to the start and it was just so so painful again anyway I feel like naturally I don't like some people ask like oh how do you find the balance and I don't really have an answer for that but I feel like naturally over time I found like right I can eat this I can't eat that this is going to give me a sore tummy. This will be okay kind of thing. So see, for example, like Chinese. I love it. It's so fucking tasty. A chicken curry, salt and chili chips. Oh, talk to me nice, but I can't. I actually can And like, I now refuse to eat it because the amount of pain it puts me in is just, it quite frankly is not worth it. Whereas like an Indian, now that can go one of two ways. Sometimes I have been fucked for like three days straight but i had one last night and my tummy is dodgy today but it's not like unbearable like i would leave the house like this i don't know you start to find what you can and can't eat and just be selective like i will go to Nando's and i'll have loads of like garlic bread carbs a wrap no one found well that i'm going to be bloated but i'll just do it on a night where i'm not going out i don't know it's just finding like your feet with it and knowing right okay I'm going to eat bloated after this I'm going to have a sore tummy after this I might not go to the toilet after this it's picking and choosing wisely if that makes sense I suppose how I deal with it like mentally mentally I have came away from thinking of it as being this like big problem. Like I, there's, do you know, there's so much worse issues in your stomach, like Crohn's disease, Um, what's that one, colitis. My dad has one, I can't remember what it's called. There's things that are so much worse. So in the grand scheme of things, I'm fine. Do you know what? Yeah, I get really sore tummies. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I can't leave the house. Yeah, I have to be careful what I eat. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm actually fine. And I, as I said at the start, my kind of way of dealing with it is just telling everyone, just shouting it from the rooftop. I may as well get a wee IBS tattoo on me, honestly. I just think it personally makes me feel better Telling people and making them aware. I don't know why, and I'm not saying everyone else should do that because some people don't want to do that, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. But for me, it somehow just puts my mind at ease and it, it helps me continue with it. I don't really know why, but that is just how it is. And how I deal with it physically. So, say there's days where I'm doubled over in pain, and trust me, it does happen. I'm going to um, tell you about some things that I love. So, a peppermint tea. I have a peppermint tea, not every morning, but on mornings where I think my belly's feeling a bit dodgy or if I know what ate something maybe a bit bad the night before, a peppermint tea. Honestly, really underrated, really, really good. Also, there's these wee um, tablets you can get in Holland and Barrett and it's like peppermint oil capsules. Amazing. Again, I don't take those every day because they actually do kind of give me heartburn, which is annoying. And see, whenever you burp, and you know me, I burp quite a lot it's like an overpowering peppermint scent like it actually burns your throat and makes your eyes water that's how overpowering it is I know that thinks you'd think that sound nice and would smell nice but oh god it's it's quite a lot but they are amazing so if I have a sore tummy or anything I'll just take one of those as and when I need it also there's these tablets I don't know where my dad got me them I don't know if they're legal i'm not sure but he's got me these tablets i don't even know the name of them but if you google them i'm sure you come up and it's like wee capsules and if you know you're going to eat gluten you can take one of them and it prevents you getting a sore tummy and all that they are honestly like magic to be fair but again that's only if you actually have like gluten intolerance like most people can eat gluten fine um pan, oh my god you would have seen adverts on the tv that shit Is amazing, not even just for IBS, but also just for like period cramps, just for any kind of stomach cramps. That's amazing. That is like the one thing that actually does help my sore tummies. It is so, so good. I personally get prescribed them because obviously I have IBS, but you can just buy them in in the shops and stuff, and they are absolutely fantastic. Something I don't recommend doing, but something that is helpful if you're like me and randomly on a night out you get the shits and you're trying to enjoy yourself um a it's it, honestly any doctor would tell you not to take loads of it so don't listen to me because i'm a dafty these people have spent years at uni they know what they're talking about i don't but it does help in emergency situations but emergencies only guys sorry guys i feel like this episode is all over the place i feel like it would have been better structured if I'd done a QA, but I really wanted to avoid that because people just come for me and I'm scared of people. Um, but I feel like to round up, this is such like a, a grey area and it isn't something that's like really, really talked about and something that's probably people don't realise quite how serious it can be and how like life-altering it is. Cause honestly it is. I have to think about things toilet things, food things, so much more than anybody else I know, apart from my dad. He's he's a son. He's the same as me. Um, but I feel like I get messages of people saying, like, it really gets me down. How do you deal with it? How, like, it's affecting how my body looks, etc. And the thing is, I feel like it affects everybody so differently like certain foods trigger certain people even even things like see when I'm stressed or I'm tired or I'm run down that all triggers it as well it, it's honestly crazy there's so much to do with it that you probably wouldn't realize but I feel like the way I get through it is just thinking look this is just how my body is and there's no point in letting it take over my life there is things out there you can do to prevent it to help it to treat it so just try and keep a positive mindset I have been there before where I've felt like oh my god this is awful like I know things could be worse but this is awful and I feel terrible for myself try and stay away from that mindset that's what I do and I just kind of laugh it off when I can there's times where I'm in lots of pain and there's there's nothing funny about it but I kind of try and laugh it off I have like lighthearted jokes and I just do the things I know that are going to help so if anyone else is kind of struggling with it just just try your best to keep positive and carry on with it and you'll be fine the thing is mine's like flares up and then there's times where I forget I even have IBS so it's just trying to keep keep um what's happening to see there keep keep something i don't know trying to monitor it and knowing what to do in case of those flare-ups and just have an understanding people around you like calm knows about it and he's dead like um attentive to it is that a word i don't know i don't know but i hope this episode kind of helped people if you have IBS you have food intolerances, you have tummy issues no you're not alone I am your gal I totally get you I'm on this journey with you and also be persistent at the doctors guys if they try and pan me off be, persi- be persistent um and always trust your gut wow how fitting very fitting always trust your gut that's for sure but thanks so much guys for listening to this episode I hope it was kind of informative um, maybe you had to laugh I hope you did feel free to laugh because that's my coping mechanism and I will see you next week I love you my roller coaster riders bye life goes up and it goes down I know my mind's taught me that I figured why we fool around so little and we keep track of time being so serious idiots thinking it will matter keep me company downtown before the clock runs out